Yes, family. It's your boy, The Crippy. And it's another episode of the MIB podcast, Caribbean Bitcoiner. How's everyone doing today? As we all know, for most Bitcoiners, today is the first day of the Bitcoin conference in Miami. Miami Beach, to be exact. And, well, MIB crew couldn't be present, but we are there in spirit. And we are definitely online and vibesing with the event. Big event, famo. I would advise anyone who's into Bitcoin to at least visit once or twice. I've had my one time in the sunshine at that conference. And it was a wonderful conference, Bitcoin 2021. And hopefully next year, 2024, at the having your boy, the Crippy, will be present. Uh, that's a trip. And I would make sure to have that trip. And at that time, who knows what the price of Bitcoin will be. So yes, famo, it is the 18th. And it's a bright day today, Thursday 18th of May. See how the month has been moving so fast. And we had a couple of speakers already. Um, it's already 1.36. And so we had uh, at 9.05 a.m. today, boom to bust, Wall Street and the FTX aftermath. And that was for about 30 minutes. And that was Dan O'Prey, back moderator. Um, Eric Donovan, Stonex Group. And that's a panelist. And Jan Vanek of Vanek. That's another panelist. At 9.40 this morning, we had also the Fed versus the financial system. And that was delivered by Dylan Leclerc of Bitcoin Magazine. Ram Awalia of Lumida, another panelist. Kate Ming Long of Custodia Bank, another panelist. And Mark O'Connors of 3IQ Corp, another panelist. And this was all, well, both at the Nakamoto stage or the main stage. And well, family, if you had to be there today, it's whale day. And um, that's where you need the whale pass. And so those are the big shots in Bitcoin, in the space, the whales. And well, family, you can be a whale next year if you want. You just put in the work this year. And at 10.05, we had the state of mining with Frank Holmes, Hive Blockchain Technologies, and and Fuji Labs, another pitch for the pitch day. Another mining stage intro was Andy Long of White Rock Management, and that was at 1010. So we had a few things that were happening earlier. Bitcoin 101, self-custody, that with speaker, that would, uh, would be with Matt O'Dell, and NVK or Conkite, another speaker. Matt O'Dell is one of the main men in the space. And so, yeah, famo, things are moving on at Bitcoin 2023 know that my uh, my ears will be on the ground and listening to whatever is happening whatever's being thrown back out in the space or back out on youtube or anywhere else definitely your boy creepy is all ears so yeah famo what can we say we have some news in this space today and we'll get into some of these right now. Just my screen is acting up just a little bit. You know what I mean, famo? These things happen. And um, we have macro guru Lynn Alden speaking. 
who's saying the value of Bitcoin becoming more obvious as people realize banks are risky. Lynn Alden is also scheduled to speak at Bitcoin 2023. Macro guru Lynn Alden says that people are starting to underestimate FAMO. Let me get that correct. They are starting to understand the unique value proposition of Bitcoin following the collapse of several regional, regional banks this year. In a recent MicroStrategy World Panel session, Alden says that Americans are beginning to realize that banks are risky, which she highlights is something that the rest of the world already stands, uh, quoted here, saying, I think people took for granted what a lot of the world doesn't take for granted, which is that banks are risky and that there's risk there, especially if you're above certain insurance limits. Basically, you're lending to the bank to invest in a variety of assets, and most of us don't take the time to study the assets of the banks we operate in. Many of them are not public, so we can't even do so if we wanted to. She's also quoted as saying here, so we're seeing firsthand some of the risks that are just common throughout the world and the, and the narrative of Bitcoin and basically being able to self-custody your own assets. Having assets that can't be diluted, having assets that are not someone else's liability, I think are coming more to the fore. The narrative is obviously strengthened by some of this, these issues. At the time of writing, Bitcoin was trading at 27,204. And let's see where Bitcoin is trading. Currently, Bitcoin is trading at 26,745, according to the dashboard. And uh, one greenback will get you 3,742 Satoshis. And the current market cap of Bitcoin is 517.8 billion. Bitcoin priced in gold. 13.5 ounces so yeah that's what you're going to get um for one bitcoin 13.5 ounces of gold will get you one of those currently we have 1,650,952 btc held in corporate treasuries with a value of 44.2 billion Currently, the money supply of Bitcoin, 19,376,918.21 BTC. Percentage issued of BTC currently sits at 92.27. 219.29 BTC are unspendable. And the issuance remaining, 1,622,000. 862.48 BTC. That's what's left to be mined. Seems like a lot, but every day coins are being mined and they're being bought. Will you be one of those to own your point one, point two, point three, or one, two or three Bitcoin? Currently, we're sitting at block height 790,340,341 with a chain size of 546.6 gigabytes. Yes, and if you were to download the uh, entire blockchain today, that is what you would be downloading and it will take you a few days though. If you were to download 
Bitcoin Core just by itself, the raw Bitcoin Core. It's 546.6 gigabytes of data. You would have to get yourself a perhaps a two terabyte um, storage mechanism, solid state, you know, family. These are the things when you get into Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Currently in the mempool, we have 90,909 transactions all waiting to be set up into the next block. Blocks to clear, 89. Time since last block, seven minutes, 49 seconds. And FAMO. Predicted next block, the amount of transaction, 3,648. Yes, FAMO. The all-time high of Bitcoin was 69,010 bucks. And so that was a couple of years ago. Yes, FAMO, that was November 10th, 2021. You know what I mean? It would have been nice to have been at an all-time high going into Bitcoin 2023. But as we know, when things are down this way, things are being built. So this is the time when you can do some research and purchase some Bitcoin. It won't hurt to do a little bit of reading and see what you can hear from the conference today. Get to YouTube, wherever you can. You can just Google that conference and see what you can hear if you went to Bitcoin. It's a wonderful conference, FAMO. I am saying this because I have been, it's wonderful you would definitely be happy to be at a space like that where everyone is talking Bitcoin. It's all Bitcoin. Developments in Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, FAMO, it's, 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 it's going to be quite a thing. And so we, going back into the conference, we have quite a few speakers. We're going to have Robert F. Kennedy Jr., presidential candidate. I'm going to run out a few of these uh, speakers before I get back into the stories. We'll run it like that today. Michael Lewis, best-selling author of The Big Short. Michael Saylor, executive chairman of MicroStrategy, to name a few. Arthur Hayes, 100X Group. Alex Gladstein, chief strategy officer of the Human Rights Foundation. Vivek Ramaswamy. I think Arthur Hayes at the Nakamoto stage for like 35 minutes. Yes, famo. And that's a man that... We should, we should all listen to Zoltan Polzar, Managing Director of Credit Suisse, Tulsi Gabbard, former Congresswoman, Eric Weinstein, to name a few, David Marcus, Adam Back, Jack Malice, CEO, founder of Strike, Stacey Herbert, the Bitcoin office also, partner of Max, the great Max. And... Cynthia Loomis, U.S. Senator of the United States. And that's just to name a few. Famulain Alden, Dylan LeClaire, Bill Miller IV, Safe Dina Moose, big players, family, big speakers, Aaron Jacob, Aaron Nevin, Aaron Van Werdum, author of the Bitcoin Prehistorian, technical editor, Bitcoin Magazine, family. The list goes on and on and on. So, so you know, I've named just a few of those people that will be 
definitely dropping one or two vibes at the conference over the next couple of days. And today is Whale Day and tomorrow is open for the general public. It's, it's something to see, famo. And as soon as this conference is over, the tickets will go on sale for Bitcoin 2024. I would advise you to purchase um, your tickets right then and there because then they start going up in value almost every three months until the uh, conference. You will have the choice of either purchasing in Bitcoin or using your fiat. Well, I chose to use fiat when I made the purchase. So that's totally up to you if you want to spend your sats. It's a worthy conference to attend. Very much so, famo. Very much so. I have an older story. This one is dated May 14th, but I thought to bring that up. U.S. Senator is keeping tabs on El Salvador Bitcoin adoption in reintroduced bill. This is an older story, but I thought this story to be interesting. And why? Why is it two U.S. Senators are deciding to reintroduce a bill to keep tabs on El Salvador? So when you reintroduce this bill and it has to go through the, ne the necessary um pipelines when it finally gets on the ground and has to be implemented i wonder then who's paying for that are the two senators doing so or is it the taxpayers money why are you keeping tabs on el salvador right el salvador recently had paid off most of if not all of its debt and they're a sovereign nation it's their business what they do why are you two guys keeping tabs on El Salvador when there's so much to do just here in the U.S., right? It seems like every other day there is a mass killing. Why aren't you guys approaching those issues and saving lives instead of approaching El Salvador, who have their own issues, but it's a sovereign nation. They have the right to move in any which way they feel is right for the nation, their nation. Um, without going off any further, U.S. Senators are reportedly reintroducing a bill that would allow them to track and monitor the developments related to El Salvador's adoption of Bitcoin. According to a report by the Washington Examiner, Senators Bob Menendez, a Democrat from New Jersey, and Jim Risch, a Republican from Idaho, have announced the Accountability for Cryptocurrency in El Salvador Act. The bill would allow the State Department to create reports about how the Central American nation's adoption of the Crypto King as legal tender impacts El Salvador's cybersecurity, economic stability, and democratic governance. Oh. Oh, famo, I just made a little. Yeah, let's get back to the story. The lawmakers are also interested in seeing how effectively El Salvador can combat illegal activities such as money laundering. That um, seems to be the main one of the main words thrown around these days, money laundering. 
using crypto as a, uh, let's see, uh, as stated by Rishi, quoted here saying, using crypto as legal tender could weaken economic and financial stability and empower malign actors, given U.S. interest on, on prosperity and transparency in Central America. We must seek greater clarity on how the adoption of Bitcoin as legal tender may impact El Salvador's financial and economic stability, as well as El Salvador's capacity to effectively combat money laundering and illicit finances. Well, they, I would think that it's a vested interest. And I recently um, listened to, what's it, a clip on a podcast where I think someone in the army said that everyone here everyone within Latin America is um, what did they call them? There was a name they call Latin America um, the backyard America's backyard that's what that was moving on to other stories America's backyard Essential America. Bitcoin.com wallet celebrates major milestone with 40 million crypto wallets created. Bitcoin.com is proud to announce that it has reached a significant milestone in its mission to increase the adoption of cryptocurrency worldwide. The creation of the 40 millionth crypto wallet in the multi-chain DeFi-ready Bitcoin.com wallet. Since it's an, an its uh, inception in June 2017, the Bitcoin.com wallet has seen a rapid rise in user adoption, reflecting the increasing acceptance and adoption of cryptocurrency around the globe. I, I don't think that I have ever used a Bitcoin wallet, Bitcoin.com wallet. In other news, Bitcoin, Bitcoin mining Center Soluna secures 14 billion in investment. Bitcoin mining data center Soluna Holdings has secured a 14, a 14 million, sorry, family investment for developing a project in Texas. Its shares rose 14% to 0.229 following the announcement. Soluna, Soluna Holdings SLNH, a Bitcoin BTC mining data center, has secured 14 million in investment for project development, the company announced in a press release. Under a new arrangement with Navitas Global, Soluna Holdings will receive the aforementioned investment to complete the development of Project Dorothy 1B in Texas. The agreement involves a 2 million loan to finish the 25 megawatt plant and a 12 million equity investment. Soluna will provide operations and maintenance expertise while maintaining a 51% stake in the project. Quoted here, Navitas is a strong partner for Soluna now and long term. The Navitas team not only understands the value of Bitcoin mining and having a reliable partner, but they also understand the long-term value of our infrastructure being interconnected to renewable energy power plants. In other stories, OKX introduces new ordinals marketplace amid Bitcoin inscription and BRC20 buzz. On Tuesday, the crypto firm OKX announced the launch of a new ordinals marketplace. 
The platform is accessible via the OKX wallet and will enable users to mint and trade Ordinal inscriptions and BRC20 tokens. While the Ordinal's marketplace is still in its early stages, users can take advantage of the ability to view and transfer Ordinal inscriptions using the multi-chain wallet. And still on Ordinal inscriptions, they surpassed the 7 million mark, fueling the trend's unstoppable momentum. The number of Ordinal inscriptions surpassed the 7 million mark, and as of 9 a.m. Tuesday past, 7,204,882 Ordinal inscriptions have been added to the Bitcoin blockchain. Miners have collected 1,324 Bitcoin in fees by confirming inscription transactions, which equate to roughly 35.86 million in added on-chain fees. Yeah, well, FAMO, that's development for you on the blockchain. Bitcoin financial services provider River announces 35 million Series B funding round. The company says the funding will be used to expand its suite of Bitcoin services and strengthen its position in the market. Led by Kingsway Capital, this funding round also saw participation from notable investors such as Peter Thiel, Signy, Goldcrest and Valor Equity Partners. The company provides a range of Bitcoin services, including zero-fee recurring orders, full reserve custody, mining and a Bitcoin wallet that supports both on-chain and Lightning network transactions. In some other news, Bitcoin addresses holding 1 BTC or more reached 1 million. This by Glassnode. 1 million people out there have 1 BTC or more in their wallets. Convicted buyers have bought up cheap Bitcoin as prices fell over the course of last year. Famo, if you weren't around, Bitcoin was trading at 15,000, maybe 15,700, 15,900. 1.5 at that time, 1.1 percent, 0.1 Bitcoin at that time was about $1,500 FAMO. That was the time, that was just last year when FTX crashed, crashed and burned. And, you know, most people saw that as, as time to exit, but smart buyers knew that was the time to enter the market. If you were shaken out, Sorry to hear that, but as we know that these markets, they move in cycles. So there is a top and then there is a low. And you know, as a smart buyer, you will wait for that low to buy and get in. Uh, as I was reading, the number of Bitcoin wallet addresses holding one whole BTC or more has surpassed the 1 million mark. That 1 million whole coiner milestone was reached on May 13th, according to data from Glassnode. As the price of Bitcoin fell more than 65% over the course of last year, the number of wallet addresses holding one Bitcoin or more spiked, with the most notable surges occurring during an acute market crash in June and from November 11th, the date that FTX collapsed and subsequently filed for bankruptcy. In total, a whopping 190,000 or so whole coiners were added from early February 2022 as the price of Bitcoin fell from its November 2021 highs. Glassnode co-founder 
Nigan Tropic told his 54,000 Twitter followers that the best time to buy Bitcoin is when there's blood in the streets. Yeah, don't we know that, famo? We all know this. Blood in the streets. In other news, Nut Miner, proof-of-work-based cashew faucet. Nut Miner is a difficulty-adjusted proof-of-work-based cashew faucet that emits a constant rate of tokens no matter how many people use it. The miner runs in your browser and produces hashes that are submitted to the backend. The more people use it, the higher the difficulty, just like with Bitcoin mining. If the POW matches the difficulty, which is the proof of work, you get an eCash nut which you can cash out on Lightning. You can think this as a proof of concept of what an eCash based mining pool would look like. Bitcoin miners do not need to reveal their mining rewards to the pool. Instead, they can accumulate eCash representing their reward and cash out anonymously. In other news, the DOJ's head of crypto promises a crackdown on exchanges, mixers, tumblers, and scams. The top cryptocurrency enforcement saw is promising a crackdown on illicit behavior on digital platforms, saying the scale of crypto crime has grown significantly in the past four years. The Department of Justice is targeting crypto exchanges, along with the mixers and tumblers that obscure the trail of transactions, says Yun Young Choi, who was appointed director of the agency's National Cryptocurrency Enforcement Team last year. The DOJ is targeting companies that commit crimes themselves or allow them to happen, such as enabling money laundering. She said, there's that word again. Like we know, FAMO, 10 billion was approximately the number that was laundered illicitly in crypto, while 800 to 900 billion in uh, using the regular greenback or other, um, what we say, uh, nationally, national currencies. But on top of that, they're allowing for all the other criminal actors to, to easily profit from their crimes and cash out in ways that are obviously problematic to us, she added. The focus on platforms would, quote, send a deterrent message to businesses that are skirting anti-money laundering or client identification rules and who were not investing in solid compliance and risk mitigation procedures. The DOJ's crypto unit aims to bring more enforcement actions targeting investment scams as the volume of funds lost to such schemes has ballooned from approximately 900 million in 2021 to more than 2.5 billion last year according to the victim's reports to the FBI. Choi highlighted pig butchering schemes which are named after Chinese phrase referencing fattening pigs for slaughter and involve scammers building relationships with victims over the long term. The DOJ is also focusing on thefts and hacks involving decentralized finance or DeFi, Choi said, particularly, quote, chain bridges, where users can exchange different types of digital tokens on nascent projects with codes that are vulnerable to these attacks. This is Fold, right? Uh, let's see what... I had another story here on Fold. 
and let me see if I can grab that. Okay, we'll just take it as that. Fold expands to El Salvador as base for Latin American operations. Fold is excited to announce the opening of its new office in El Salvador, which will serve as its base for operations in Latin America. As a country that has embraced Bitcoin and has been a pioneer in adopting new monetary technology, we believe that El Salvador is the perfect place for Fold to expand its presence in Latin America, said Will Reeves, CEO of Fold. Fold has big plans for El Salvador and will soon announce partnerships with major players in the region. The new office and local team will enable Fold to provide even more personalized support to its Latin American users and partners. In some international news, Zimbabwe sells millions of gold back crypto tokens despite IMF warning. <laughs> Listen, these countries want to get rid of the burden that the IMF itself has placed on them. And when um, I think, what was that? Uh, a drowning man will clutch at a straw. There's so many drowning men out here, and that includes our financial institutions too, because uh, crypto has been a scapegoat for so much of the, um, I, I would say, let's just say the gluttony, you know, of, of our power-hungry structures and Let's get into the story, famo. The Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe's first gold-backed cryptocurrency sale has been a success. So, so much for that and the IMF because they were also heavy on El Salvador. As a matter of fact, any nation that is trying to claw its way out from their clutches is seen as a risk. The Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe has sold 14 billion Zimbab Zimbabwean dollars worth of gold-backed digital tokens worth around 39 million despite a warning from the IMF. On May 12th, the, the Central Bank of Zimbabwe announced that it has received 135 applications for a total of 14.07 billion Zimbabwean dollars to buy the gold-backed cryptocurrency. The Zimbabwean dollar is officially trading at 362 Zimbabwean dollars to one United States, according to XE.com. But much higher on the street, making the stash nominally worth around 38.9 million. The crypto tokens first introduced in April are backed by 139.57 kilograms of gold with the sale running from May 8th to May 12th. Well, I guess we missed it. In other international news, BRICS' quest for New World Order is increasingly appealing to disgruntled countries, ex-World Bank executive. A former World Bank senior vice president says that a BRICS-led global order is becoming increasingly attractive to a number of countries that have grievances against the US and its allies. In a new article on Project Syndicate, Anna Palacio says that developing nations that feel left out are looking for an alternative worldview and inst institutional system. These nations are currently unhappy as they believe the West-dominated international order is designed to limit their economic growth and keep them from accessing technology that can improve standard of living. Quoted here, 
developing economies are angry about the burdensome conditionality that has been imposed on them by Western-dominated institutions. They are sick of what they perceive as double standards on vital policy matters, such as the green transition. They are unwilling to tolerate efforts to constrain their economies through conservation demands or limits on technology sharing. Quoted Harris saying again, with the West pledges with the West pledges to pursue reform having come to nothing, potential alternatives from developing banks to currencies look increasingly attractive to those who feel left out. The BRICS are attempting to build a new world order brick by brick, and the appeal of their cause among other disgruntled countries is growing. Palacio highlights that at least 19 countries have conveyed their interest in teaming up with BRICS, including Argentina, Turkey, and Saudi Arabia. Now, there's strength in numbers, FAMO. And it started with a few, and now it's gaining a lot of momentum. In another, in another story here, how will USDT's growth impact Bitcoin according to this data? BTC could see green as USDT's firm Tether continues to invest in Bitcoin. Holders stay positive about BTC, but miners turn skeptical. After the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank SVB, Tether's USD, Tether, USDT, biggest competitor, Circle USDC got impacted severely. Due to the FUD caused by this, USDT could capture a large amount of market share in the stablecoins sector. As the overall profits generated by Tether, its parent company skyrocketed, much of these earnings were allocated to buying US Treasury bills. However, there were other avenues where Tether invested a huge amount of their earnings were invested in Bitcoin. I'm telling you, FAMO, well, they're backing it up with treasuries and now Bitcoin. According to the data, Tether has 1.5 billion worth of BTC held in its reserves. In Q1 alone, Tether acquired 52,670 BTC. If Tether continues to dominate the stablecoin market, there could be positive implications for BTC's price. Yes, FAMO, that's great news. Back, back it up with Bitcoin. Bitcoin Argentina launches introduction to Lightning Network course. Participants in the course will learn the basics of the Lightning Network and what additional capabilities it brings to Bitcoin. So the course aims to educate participants on the operation and development possibilities of the Layer 2 solution that operates on top of the Bitcoin network. Jimena Valone, the executive director of um, the executive director, director of Bitcoin Argentina, stated. With the Bitcoin Argentina NGO, we want to bring about knowledge about this technology and general and generate practical and theoretical spaces that allow professionals, specialists, users, and interested parties to explore its uses and potential. 
The course starting on May 23rd will be taught by prominent specialists in the field, including Nicolas Bourbon, Bourbon, Francisco Calderon, Federico, and what's that? Andragnes, yes, and members of Liberia de Satoshi, Laura Medina, and Gustavo Torres. The curriculum will cover introductory aspects of Bitcoin, the mining process, the structure and operation of the Lightning Network, the technological implications. Excuse me one minute, famo. Yes, the techn technological implications for, for network growth, digital wallets, transactions, and fraud prevention. In some other news, into Indonesia is introducing new national payment system to protect against geopolitical consequences. Indonesia is introducing a new national payment system as the country furthers its de-dollarization efforts and protection against, quote, possible geopolitical consequences. The new payment system will replace Visa and MasterCard in state-owned institutions and companies, a top central bank official said. Quoted here, we expect that very soon it will become widespread. Yeah, Fambo, let's get into this other news. Fake treasure wallets designed to steal Bitcoin spotted in the wild. It looks and feels like a treasure wallet, but puts all your crypto investments into the hands of criminals. Yeah, Famo, you have to be careful and purchase from the manufacturer, not from third-party sources. It was a classic, classic supply chain attack in which an unsuspecting victim buys an already hacked device. A victim seemingly lost 1.334 BTC after depositing funds into an address displayed by the device. The fake crypto wallet would operate as normal, but the attacker had full control over it from the very beginning. According to the transaction history, they were in no hurry, waiting a whole month after the wallet was credited for the first time before they grabbed the money. The owner had no protection whatsoever. The game was lost from the very moment they first arrived in the Trojan. The money first arrived in the Trojan wallet. The unit was bought from a trusted seller through a popular classified classifieds website. And the holographic stickers on the box and the wallet itself were all present and undamaged. Instead of the original STM32F427, the unit had an STM32F429 with fully deactivated microcontroller flash memory radar protection mechanisms, RDP0 instead of the RDP2 in genuine treasures. Wow, in genuine treasure. Wow. But who will be paying attention to these things when you just want to buy a wallet? The bootloader checks for uh, protection, protection mechanism and digital signatures were removed, thus getting rid of the red screen problem during the firmware original originality um, checkup at the start. Wow, that's crazy. So Famo, without reading much further, when you do buy one of these, you get them from the manufacturer. 100%. Don't try to save yourself a few dollars. 
you buy the product for what it's worth and wait the two weeks or whatever it takes to get there um, yeah you might want to get this on Amazon but I would buy that from Trezor itself or well we have another story here Ledger now faces backlash for controversial backup tool as crypto community expresses discontent so now there's a backup tool Led, the hardware wallet maker Ledger is facing significant backlash for its recent introduction of a tool enabling users to back up their seed phrases through the transmission of encrypted key fragments to third-party firms. There should be no third-party here, famo. You get your wallet, you learn how to use your wallet, and you have your keys. And so now we have third parties. So this is totally not what you want when you're dealing with a an entity that is selling you a wallet that is supposedly encrypted and no one else can have access. But here we have third-party firms with access. The crypto community has not embraced this new feature, and I wouldn't either, with numerous digital currency users venting their frustration on social media platforms. Yeah, famo. So, saying this, get with some other or get the cold card famo look up some really good bitcoin wallets and get make sure that they're also air gapped uh, something that we can discuss on another podcast um ledger is saying here quote ledger recovery is an optional subscription for users who want a backup of their secret recovery phase the company stated on may 16th you don't have to use it and can, can continue managing your recovery phrase yourself if that's why you bought a ledger. By utilizing ledger recovery, users have the option to divide their seed into three encrypted shards, each containing a portion of the private key. These encrypted fragments are subsequently entrusted to third-party companies for secure storage. The hardware wallet company explains. So this is dangerous, right? Yeah, so in this other story, Ledger, often cited as the most secure way to hold your crypto, has become under fire, has come under fire for after its latest its latest update. It has so it had revealed, as I just read, it had given an option to the users to link their seed phrase to the identity card or passport. The entire selling point of a crypto hardware wallet like Ledger is that the users themselves have to be responsible for their recovery seed phrase. No third party has access to your recovery seed phase. Seed phrase, sorry. However, with the new Ledger Recovery update, the crypto wallet is offering a subscription service that would allow you to store your recovery seed phrase in an encrypted way. And that's with a third party, FAMO. So in order to do this, in order to avail the seed phrase recovery update service, a user will have to connect their identity to their ledger account. This will give another KYC pain point for data leaks, hacks, and government censorship or surveillance. Above all, a user is being put in a position where they will have to trust a third party with their crucial ID information and information on all their crypto holdings. Not good. Not good, famo. And I had always 
advocated for a ledger as a great device. And so as time goes on, you see what happens. So last year it was great, this year not so. Do your research and get with another wallet that if you want, you can keep your other crypto on the ledger, but your Bitcoin famo, get that cold card and get something that is just Bitcoin specific, air gapped and has way more protective features. And so famo, yes, let's get into one or two of the AI stories that I usually have. AI could automate 25% of all jobs and here's which are at risk or well, mostly at risk. According to the investment bank, which is Goldman Sachs, right? I think they had this story out. About 300 million jobs could be lost to AI. You heard that, FAMO? Signaling that the technology can and will upend work as we know it. Like past technological revolutions, AI can help companies decrease costs by automating specific processes, freeing companies to grow their businesses. A global economics research report from Goldman Sachs says that AI could automate 25% of the entire labor market, but can automate 46% of tasks in administrative jobs, 44% of legal jobs, and 37% of architecture and engineering professions. Of course, AI is the least threatening to labor-intensive careers like construction, installation and repair, which is for construction 6%, Installation and repair, 4%, and maintenance, 1%. The study also concludes that 18% of the global workforce could be automated with AI. And in countries like the US, UK, Japan, and Hong Kong, upwards of 28% of the country's workforce could be automated with AI. Whether that's a good or bad thing, FAMO. And... Yes, but I have a story here, Big Think, and I'll read that, and that will be the end of it for today, FAMO. Are conscious machines possible? In his book, A Brief History of AI, Michael Wooldridge, a professor of computer science at the University of Oxford and an AI researcher, explains that AI is not about creating life, but rather about creating machines. That, perform, that can perform tasks requiring intelligence. Wooldridge discusses two approaches to AI, symbolic AI and machine learning. Symbolic AI involves code, coding human knowledge into machines, while machine learning allows machines to learn from examples to perform specific tasks. Progress in AI stalled in the 1970s due to a lack of data and computational power. But recent advancements in technology have led to significant progress. AI can perform narrow tasks better than humans, but the grand dream of AI is achieving artificial general intelligence or AGI, which means creating machines with the same intellectual capabilities as humans. One challenge for AI is giving machines social skills such as cooperation, coordination and negotiation. I would argue that some people would not really care to deal with that challenge and they would just want straight action from their 
machines or the uh, AI. The path to consciousness, conscious machines is slow and complex, and the mystery of human consciousness and self-awareness remains unsolved. The limits on co of computing are only bounded by imagination. Yes, famo. That was um, the last bit on AI. And, you know, back to a little bit on the... Uh, on the... Uh, Oh, what was I looking at at the, at the conference? And so we have some of the the sponsors for the uh, conference. I'm going to run run through a bit of the sponsors, and then we, you know, I'm going to shut this one down. The Moon sponsors were the, the big sponsors here. Marathon Digital Holdings, Ibex, UTXO. Then we have three block sponsors. According to the tiers, Clean Spark. Bullish, Hive, which is NASDAQ listed, Voltage, BitGo, Oculus, NiceHash, TradeZing, WhiteRock, Cryptech, Pegapool. And in two block, we have Cash App, LMAX, we have Foundry, a miner, Chain Reaction, Bitmain, miners again, what's miner? So I think a lot of the miners are in the two block section here. WorldPlay, Paxos, which is back online, BitStop, Genesis Coin, Crypto Mining, BitFarms, Canaan, some sub. I think a lot of miners in uh, in this one here. Yeah, so you're saying Gamma, Elliptic, Coin Routes, Bitcoin, IDverse, iCoin. Yes, famo, a lot of miners here. Vanek, Xverse. And one block, we have we have quite a few sponsors in one block here. Quite a few. If it would only load up on my screen. Um, having a little issue with having these things load up on my screen. Well, Famo, yeah, 2GO Bank, 3IQ, also Bitcoin, Arrow Capital, Ace Host, Alchemy Pay, Alpha Point Ant Pool, another minor Astro Pay, Bitcoin Car, Quite a few backed, BTC Domain, Bit Digital, Bitbox, Bitbo, Bitcoin Merch, Bitcoin Policy Institute, to name a few. Bootsy, Bronze, Bridge Trust, CME Group. Yes, famo, we have so many more sponsors than last year. Coin, Coin, Coin X, Coin Kite, Clifford Chance, Miami Beach, Cypher Mining. And there are so many, so many, so many much more. And we're saying that, famo, um, that would be it for the show today. Happy to be here. Happy to run the news and a bit about the conference. Do check out the conference and see what's happening. Listen to your favorite speakers. And we're saying that your boy Crippy is out. Mm -hmm.